Welcome to the Custom Culture Rodcast, brought to you by Car Culture Deluxe and Old School Rods Magazine. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back here for our Custom Culture Rodcast, brought to you by Old School Rods and Car Culture Deluxe Magazines. We are sitting here at Murfo's Rod and Custom Shop in beautiful Buda, Texas, sitting here with Murfo and the real Mrs. Murphy, Charlie Murphy. How y'all doing today? Doing great, Double Deuce. How are you doing, bro? I am doing well, man. It's a beautiful day outside. Good day to talk cars. Every day is a good day to talk cars. Today is a good day to talk cars. Hot rods. Hot rods. Man, after our last our last go around when we got to hit old school rods and we were talking about episode 106 and some of the cars in there, man, I was shaking. I had, I had goosebumps all over me just being able to sit and talk hot rods. And today... It's absolutely no different, man. We are um, very lucky to be sitting here today with a couple of the builders here at Murfo's Rod and Custom Shop. I got Chris and Waylon. How you guys doing? Doing good. Can't be better. There we go. Every day is a good day to talk about badass hot rods, it don't you is. think, babe? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Always. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty every good day. Pretty good all day, every when, day. When there's when is there not a good day? There's never a bad day for hot rods. Uh, I'm pretty excited. It's going to be a fun show. You know, we got a couple of the guys from the shop that uh, are leaders at Murphos, and they are uh, killing it on the shop floor every day. Uh, top quality builders. I would put them up against anybody in the industry or the country. Uh, we're going to get to talk later about one of the projects in particular that we've been following in the magazine, and uh, they've both been playing a really strong role in that. And I think that um, y'all enjoy that. And it was a really good time last time talking about Rods 106, man. Oh, it's really fun to start talking about. I'm getting chills again just to bring it up. Bring talk up about some episode. fucking cars, man. Come on. Yeah, there's, there's nothing better. I nothing mean, better. Just, you know, it, it was nice last time. I'm glad you guys are here for the first time to where we can sit in the in, Hear your guys' insights. I want to hear the backgrounds from you guys too. Well, uh, let me let me let me do that. Let me help you out with that. Okay. Um, we'll talk to Chris first. Chris Brady has been with Murphos um, for quite a long time. Two stints. We probably won't get into the break, but um, Chris will tell us more about his background. He uh, has just been killing it, though. I'm going to let him tell us where he came from and how that spurred my interest in having him. What What, what do you think, Chris? Learned all my fab from uh, NASCAR. Yeah. When I talked to Chris first, he was a uh, body hanger in NASCAR. And I went like, wow, a body hanger in NASCAR. Like, we got to get this guy in the shop right now. Come on over. He's like, yeah, you know, we sat down and talked and everything. And he's like convinced I never read his resume once I saw NASCAR. He was like, that was it. I don't think you read it yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So tell us, tell us, Chris, how, how many years in NASCAR, man? Uh, about nine and a half, almost 10 years. And that, I think, was your second career? Uh, yes. I was uh, uh, worked up in New Jersey uh, for a uh, fire department uh, yeah. engineer. Yeah. And for people who don't know, explain what what a hanger, what that means for NASCAR, you know, for people uh, out there who are just going, wait a minute. Basically, I what? build the entire body of the car around the chassis on a build plate. Uh, wind tunnel test it, get it ready for the racetrack, and put it on the track itself. That's right. Chris also traveled with the crew, or the pit crew. Mm-hmm. And went to the races, I think, for years. Yeah, I was not over the wall. I was behind the wall. But, yeah, I was on a pit crew. He was, like, you know, on the spot. So one of these drivers would go with these cars, hit the wall. Next thing, it's like, Chris, uh, we need to fix this car at the track. Over the years uh, with uh, some uh, drivers that were, like, 
darts without arrows. Yeah, it was a lot of repairs on the road. <laughs> and um, so, okay, Chris, how many years in hot rods now? Uh, six years. Six years. Six years. And I think this is now career three, or is this retirement? This is this is retirement. <laughs> this is retirement. Doing what I love on the on the shop floor is it like a playground. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you get to do some amazing stuff, and I uh, will tell everybody out there. I know that Chris has been in the magazine in some tech, uh, so people have seen his mug, and if you follow the magazines closely, you'll have seen some of the stuff that he's worked on. And I can't emphasize enough how awesome his work is. So we're super fortunate to have Chris. He's also now I should point out the actual shop manager on the floor and he gets to, uh, to run the asylum (laughs) on a daily. So how's that going for you, dude? Loving it. Couldn't pick a better group of guys to work with. Everyone is uh, super knowledgeable. I utilize everybody to help me out and keep us uh, running good, building some badass, you know, hot rods and, Without a doubt, there's some badass hot rods out there in the paint jobs and just the stuff that you guys come up with, man. It's, it, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not that clever. I get in and go. You know, I just, it's amazing what you guys do. I, out I'd there. like to say it's all Murph. I build with Murph's vision. That's what I do. I, I, you know, it's one of the things that turned me on about working for him was I loved what he wants to build in his mind and, 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 and just bring it out in metal and shaping and forming. He's just got an, a, a vision that, I've I've never seen before in any you know anybody else. Don't well, make his head too big. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Then I agree. I go by just uh, I couldn't ride my bike over and just park and just walk around and go and be pissing rain outside. Just look in the window, look at the cars. And go, All right, I got my fix. I'm good. <laughs> so I got it, man. I think. Thank you, brother. Let's bring uh, Waylon in. We're gonna talk to Waylon Keaton, and um, I believe that Waylon has been working on hot rods, like maybe from diapers. Not sure about that. I know that he's, I believe, third generation, uh, third generation bike builder. Mm-hmm. And I think that his talent there is kind of unprecedented building bikes. Uh, and since we've had Waylon, we started to kind of dip our toe in the water so far to start building some bikes in the shop. But building hot rods is second nature to him. It uh, isn't something that daunts him or even offers any type of challenge really i mean he's just out there kicking ass and building these cars he's also one of the leaders in the shop and kind of um oversees the whole front end where we're assembling and and running mechanical and really can kind of do whatever so waylon keaton also is the only person i know that has his own hot rod builder sticker (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome and i have one on my fridge so waylon how you doing bro i'm great yeah, thanks for being here, dude. Thanks Absolutely. for having me. Yeah. Tell us, um, when did you get started doing all this stuff, man? Um, I grew up as an outlaw biker's kid, so I, we always had old cars and stuff around the house and old Harleys. My first car in high school was a 55 Chevrolet. I had three of them when I was 15. Nice. So, it's like, I've been doing this since I was old enough to hold a wrench. Yeah. Yeah, I think the other day you were telling me that um, – Daddy told you that if you could start the bike, you could ride it? When I was 13, yep. Yeah. Hell, my, my house was a hot rod. I lived in a 56 Ford school bus until I was 15 years old. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're uh, really fortunate to have Waylon. Uh, I think that Waylon 
has now been here. Uh, he, he, he was kind of, I guess I'll just put out there moonlighting with us for a while. And I think all told, maybe been here for a good year and a half yeah, or something. Yeah. Half, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, again, I can't say enough about these boys and their, their talents. We've really started to hit our stride in the shop and the stuff that's coming out of Murphos right now, man. I mean, what, what do you, what do you guys think about oh, the cars we're building? It's everything is, is coming together as a total package. Some of the coolest stuff I've seen and yeah. ever worked on. It's just, I'm super excited. And the week. stuff we have in assembly row right now yep. is just on point. Deuce, I don't know if you've been out there today yet, but man. No, I, I, I haven't. I got to get my fix and go out there just to smell the shop, man. I love it. But just, just looking through the, the window. I mean, you can see the cars they got, man. They got I mean, old school Lincolns that are slammed and you got cars that are, the, the roofs are chopped and you got, dude, there's, there's, Okay, you want me that Mercury that dude, that thing is so badass. Yeah. I mean, there's so many cars out there. I don't even know where to start, man. Once the whole show's over, I'm gonna go out there and just walk around for a minute and get jazzed. Last time I walked through, my I got goosebumps <laughs> everywhere, and just, I love it, man. I love being in the shop and the smell of it all. So Waylon also has a history with the magazine, and anybody who's following the magazines now and looking at our tech articles have seen Waylon too, so they'll recognize his. His picture as well, and some of the stuff he's been working on. But Waylon, you had a chance to be, I think it was issue 50, 53. Yeah. And I think we talked about that earlier. I think it's about almost 10 years ago. Yeah. But um, you built a hot rod that's been in the magazine mm -hmm. before, right? Yeah, it was featured in uh, Old School Rods 53. It was a roadster I built for a guy who actually worked for me at my shop when I had it open. And uh, I built all the chassis and did all the metal work. And then he finished the car out. And it was actually a straight six 27T automatic. And then the rear deck lid was actually a hood off of a 53 Chevrolet pickup truck. Well, I, I never get tired of this. Was was that car, man, is that the um, the first time that you had a build that was in print? That was the first time I had a hot rod and old school rods. First time you had a hot yeah. rod and old school rods. And so I'm going to ask you, man, if you can go back in that memory bank and think about this. That experience of seeing something that you built in mm -hmm. print in an actual magazine. Uh, by 2012, when that issue came out, the the shock was kind of off of it because going back a little further, the first time that I had a build that was I was part of in a magazine was 93. I was 13 mm -hmm. and my dad and I had built a bike that was number one in the world. And we went to Germany and back with it when I was 13 years old. So... I mean, that's a minute ago. Yeah. <laughs> do do you do you remember, dude? Like what that was like to see something you built in print? In print, you yeah. Know, like yeah. I mean, it's just it's one of those kind of things that kind of gives you a step back because you you look at those magazines and you see those things and you look at those builders that are the the top guys that you look up to and now you're up there with them. So yeah. I I like to say to people like as a hot rod builder that like being in a print magazine and having your car that you built in that magazine is like the shit right it is like the coup de grace like i mean that is the like the ultimate you've hit elvis status at that yeah, stage in, you know we just yeah it's there and it's I, in print yeah. it's in front of you i can't like tell you i try to tell people all the time what that's like to get that magazine and yeah. lay it out on the table flat and see your car right in print that's like it's just it's it's a thing and that's really what we're kind of striving for and talking about a lot but you know we want to keep that experience 
going for people to be able to feel that. And I talk to car guys like, right, you know, and we, we can think about seeing our cars in there, what have you, but it's the same for models and for photographers right. and for even, uh, you know, I've said this before, but even for advertisers, you know, to see your ad in print, like it's not something that is um, duplicated otherwise. Right. So our effort and, Thank you, Miss Charlie, for getting us into this, is to try and keep that experience alive more than anything else. So we talk about keeping print media alive, but the idea, you know, that everything old is new again and like vinyl and different things, you know, I just hope that that experience is something that we can keep going and, and, and preserve for generations kids, whatever kids, right their kids their mm -hmm. kids and that's one thing nice about the print media like i'm sure you did when you were 13 like you got that it's not a digital where you're on a computer you see it, yeah. you turn the computer off and it's gone you got that thing you can frame it you can hang yeah, it on the it, wall you can it's tactile you can touch it you can exactly. feel it you can absorb Tangible it thing. exactly that's awesome that's awesome it's 13 yeah that's okay. right so watch this waylon you have all the magazines that you've been in mm-hmm Hell yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, you don't throw them away. No. Right? <laughs> yeah, he's got a stack of magazines. How many are there? Five or six magazines? Five right Going there. back to in 93? Yeah. Yeah, see, this is what we're talking about, y'all out there, that he said these are from 93. We're in 2021 now, and he still has these magazines right here that if you go to his house or you pick it up or you might recognize and go, hey, I remember that bike. Yeah. He goes, yeah, my dad and I built that bike. Oh, yeah. that's my car or whatever. Yeah. So, so for real, like... It's not like social media where you click the button, it's here today, it's gone tomorrow. This is tangible. Right. Magazines are tangible and you can touch them, feel them, open them, look at them, save them, collect them. It's this kid, you know, I say that lightly, yeah. you know, he's not ever going to get rid of these. No. You just never. Right. And that's unique. It is very it is, unique. That is a unique experience that is not, as I said, duplicated otherwise so that's why we're here it's exactly why we do all this for all y'all out there and we talk tech and we talk hot rods and we we're talking with models and photographers and whatnot but it's all boils down to the same thing man we want to keep print media alive yeah. i want y'all to be i want to be able to talk to you guys or if we're at a car show somewhere and you see some dude from germany is going to wa walk up to wayland and go man when I was a kid, I saw your bike or, or you know, in a magazine or bring that magazine and go, I can't believe it. Yeah. I got that at home. I got that whole thing, man. See, once again, I'm yeah. chills. Just talk. <laughs> well, you don't you don't have to hit the click and refresh button. It's right here. Yeah. Or yeah, turn there. it off and it's gone. Yeah. Close the lid and it's done. No, you got it right there, man. That's awesome. That was one of the things that was really cool coming in here. All the years of any other job I've ever done, uh, getting a chance to work on Max and seeing that print. And knowing that you were a part of it, a huge part of that, right? And seeing that, oh, it was, it was it, like you said, it gives you goosebumps. It, it's kind of like all seeing your car shows, all the different ads, even the social media aspect. But for the most part, having them in the magazine and stuff, and you look at it, it's like, like you said, you don't want to get rid of that. It's physical, it's there. It's like, wow, it's yeah. funny. It's I think I always equated to like. It's kind of like being famous, even though it's you're not the rock star up there, but that's your stuff. That's your right. car. That's your bike. That's what you're doing. You know, it's your shop doing it. That's, you know, it's like you can look up and go, yeah, man, I did that on that car. You know, it might be that dude's car, but I built that thing. That thing, you know, I did that part. 
amazing. I love it. Love it. With this crew in this shop, it becomes a we thing. Uh, I can't emphasize that enough, how strong we've become as a team and the cars that we're doing. We're going to talk about one specifically here after we go to break. And then I'm going to pick these boys' brains a little bit more about what they do out there. Right on. Yeah. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a car that these guys are working on right now. Like it is out in the shop. These cats are working on it. It is a 1929 Hudson. And these guys, I want them to tell you all about it. But it's going to be in future magazines, man. And it is cool. We'll talk to you soon. Be right back here. And by the way, once again, we were at Murfo's Rod and Custom Shop. I mean, this, this whole rod cast brought to you by Old School Rods, Car Culture Deluxe Magazines. Be right back. Hey, y'all, this is Double Deuce, the voice of Custom Culture Rodcast. Do your part and keep print media alive. Head on over to murphospublishing.com. You can subscribe to both magazines, Car Culture Deluxe and Old School Rods. Do your part, as everyone should. Keep print media alive. Subscribe today. If any of you out there are interested in or inquiring about sponsorship or advertising on the Custom Culture Rodcast, contact Art at MurphosPublishing.com. Do your part. Help keep print media alive. Subscribe to our Custom Culture Rodcast. Hit the five-star button. We need your support. Ladies and gentlemen, to Custom Culture Rodcast, brought to you by Old School Rods and Car Culture Deluxe Magazines. We are here once again at Murpho's Rod and Custom Shop in Buda, Texas, sitting here talking with Murpho, the real Mrs. Murphy, Charlie Murphy. We're sitting here with Waylon and Chris, and we was this whole break. I gotta tell you, we were just talking bikes and <laughs> cars, and Charlie even said, "says Why aren't you guys recording this shit? This is what you guys do. Right. Like, this, <laughs> this is all." I mean, it was just funny going on and on about it. But anyway. Gentlemen, we are back, and I want you guys to fill everybody in on what you guys are working on right now. Like, literally right now, y'all, they are building this right now for future magazines. Yeah, so the 29 Hudson that we're going to talk about is a build that we've been doing for uh, a a dude named Jason Waterbury, who's a very, very good friend of the shop and has been a great person to be working with. He's um, brought us this 29 Hudson that was in a flood. There was a flood here in uh, in Texas. Was it the hurricane that we got? Was it the one down in Houston or was it here? It was here. It was here. Okay. It was here. It was probably Ike or something like that. Or Harvey maybe. I don't know. So It spent like three or four weeks underwater. Yeah. Yeah. Was it out in the the one on Marble Falls? That one out there? That was... Ah, Yes. Yes. That was under... Yeah, because that thing was up... 30 feet over bridges and shit. It was nuts out there. So so this Hudson, you know, it was like swimming in a fish tank for some weeks and it wasn't happy, you know. So it came here for resurrection. Uh, but the things turned into a killer build. Like it is turned into one badass hot rod. And um, Chris, you know, has really spearheaded this project and has been on it. Uh, since since the the uh, I mean it's basically his his baby right like he's he's run the show so what, what do you think about this car Chris seen it painted and coming to Dude, life as well, first coming here I never even 
I was surprised it was a Hudson. I was like, I'm, like I couldn't believe the the, the, the Hudson Essex, and it's like it's beautiful sitting there, rusted up, just in pieces. I, I fell in love with the car immediately. I mean, it totally was a, a beautiful car, and uh, the, the the connection to Jason, and he has every photo and everything from the initial restoration to now to to try and put peace together you know it was just i loved it it's just i fell in love with the car immediately and it's turned into like murph said a a a project that you couldn't even dream about like i couldn't envision how good the car would turn out looking at it now compared to then with paint and final assembly it's just it's, it's it's breathtaking it really is a beautiful build that's the kind of car that just screams hot rod too. I mean, oh sure, I love them when they're all stocked up and you see these old cars and there. But man, that one there is just looking at you, especially after being in a flood. It's like, all right, now it's time to put on my dress shoes and do a little dancing. Yeah. This is it. It looks awesome. So I, I don't know if anybody's like really familiar with these cars because they're very rare, right? It looks kind of a lot like a Ford, like a Tudor. Right. You know, like a, you know, 33 or mm-hmm. 34 or something right. like kind of, you know, it's got like kind of that shape. Yeah. But uh, it's not. <laughs> no. And it is really slick. It is full fendered. And uh, those fenders uh, have been widened. And I can't speak to Chris's metal shaping skills enough. Like these fenders were like we we. Went yeah, we added through, four inches to them. Yeah. Added four inches. And, and then the running boards have been sculpted to match the fenders. And flared, widened. right? Yeah. You um, flared those things out to match the width of the fenders, right? And uh, that car has a. Pretty interesting. I want to call it like a a valance in the back, but the piece that got yeah, piece that covers the, the the car originally had an exposed rear uh, gas tank, fuel tank, and uh, with the with the bumper. So uh, we enclosed it and molded it into the fenders, almost where wow. it just it looks so slick. Yeah, it's um, coil over Mustang mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. I believe it's a three eighty three mm-hmm. stroker that's in there. Yep. And um, I think that we have a, a turbo something behind it. Yeah, I, see, I think it's 350, but it's sniper fuel injection. Yeah. And then, like, my favorite thing about the car is, like, when you look at the car, everybody builds Model A's, 32s. I mean, 32 is a quintessential hot rod. And then when you first think Hudson, you think Terraplane. But nobody thinks about a Hudson that early. No. Right. So it's yeah, like, I know. Uh, That's right. yeah, you think, you know, a little bit later on when you start thinking Hudson's. So seeing something that looks like this, everybody's first going to think, oh, it's Model A because the the year model is 29. And then when you get up on it and you're like, oh, this isn't a Model A. This isn't a Ford. This is something totally different. This is what's really cool about this car. Yeah, that that really revs us all up, you know, because it's so different, dude. It is oh, different. And juice, I mean, juice, this thing is rare, bro. Like it's just, just, to, it's just so beautiful. Yeah. To interject, my favorite thing about the whole car is the instrument cluster in that car. Yeah, it's all my gorgeous. It's 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 a gorgeous piece in that car. So rest assured, this car is coming to print. We're gonna get this thing done, and it's it's gonna go to print. The the thing is beautiful at this point. I mean, it is straight as an arrow at this point. Uh, one of our boys, LV Ocho on Instagram, Austin uh, sprayed it, and I mean the lines and the paint oh, an amazing, and the pearl, that, an amazing two tone paint. And you don't even—I didn't even realize it at first when you walk up to it. I looked, and go, oh, it's a two tone paint, and Murphy goes, no, 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 go walk up and look at that thing. And the closer I got. The differences, and I'm not going to tell you all, I want you all to read it in the magazine, but you are going to be absolutely blown away. I mean, I was, 
I, I literally stopped in my tracks. I looked over at Murphy like I was dumbfounded. I went, no way. I, it's actually funny. I think Murphy actually at first when he wanted to tone was like, no. It was like <laughs> yeah, yeah, initial yeah. thought. And I was actually, I was thinking roaring 20s, two-tone paint job, everything else. I don't think it could have turned out any better. No, I mean, yeah. after it finished and it rolled out, we were like, wow. It was a, such and a good how, idea. You know, like you were saying, the lines on that thing and how it's done right. and the separation between the colors and everything else. And when I say that, once you guys see this thing in the magazine, we're going to be getting phone calls and emails saying, now I get the everything else, man. It's amazing. I get chills as I'm talking about it. I love it. Yeah, it's it's super sweet. I mean, in the interior is about to go into this car. Our, our guy, Zach, here at Murphos is about to get into that one. I, I'm sure it's going to match the rest of the car and be amazing. But, dude, like, it's like hot rod. It is a it's, really it's badass traditional yeah. hot rod. Right. And, like, but it's classy, dude. Very it classy. classy. But it's yeah. when you think hot rod, and not not all chopped and whatnot, but when you, right. when you think about hot rod, once you see this car, it's going to be kind of like the standard that you'll keep yeah. after seeing that thing. Yeah, this is, is an unchopped, full-fendered, full-hood car, but it's classy as oh, hell, but yeah. it's still a hot rod. And yeah. another thing to point out that's very rare about this car is the fact that uh, a lot of the cars we build here, almost 99.9% .9 of the cars we build here, the customer trusts us and, and to create for them. This car, uh, the owner, Jason, is an amateur woodworker and custom-built, the wooden roof that's going in the car. So it's one oh, thing that yeah. I truly love about so it. He's, he's, got owner. Yeah. he's got to have his part in mm -hmm. it. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's also built some pretty cool aluminum inserts that are kind of yes. headliner-esque mm -hmm. in a way, you know, that are going to run through there. Yeah. That's fantastic. It's going to, it's, yeah, it's totally, yeah, exactly. It is a goosebump moment. It oh, really yeah. does give you that to know the owner has a part of it and it has history and, and, and he's been showing us pictures along the way. Plus, the woodworking in the thing. Right, I mean, sure, that's yeah. exactly what. Back in the day, they would have thrown that's, some out. That's what they had. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that thing just went. If it could get any cooler, it just yeah. went up another level. So oh. yeah, and I don't want to give it all away, you know, but it's a pretty cool kind of a purple people eater purple, <laughs> and uh, and then it's a really really cool uh, custom blend that we did with some pearl in the um, in in the uh, the cream that's on the the car, yeah. the two colors. So. Yeah. We uh, white walled and it will have steel, steel rims. Steel. A very traditional car. Uh, Super yeah, pumped to see it come out. You got the you know, fenders and everything with the steel. It's, yeah, it's one Tommy gun short of a bank robbery. <laughs> like, go. I'm gonna walk over here shopping. You guys all in pinstripe suits and fedoras. Yeah, exactly. Hanging out, looking at me like, who's this cat? We gotta shoot. We gotta team. convince Murph to have a print of Murpho's pinstripe T-shirt out for us. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna be down to put it up against you know whatever. Um, and I know that that Waylon and Chris aren't afraid to go out and compete. I, I think that if I remember right, Waylon, you were telling me that uh, one of the magazines you've been in, you made the centerfold, and you're up against some stiff competition. Yeah, May of '06, he's rider Foose had painted a bike that was the cover, but I got the centerfold, and they only do twelve of those a year. So that's so. Yeah, I was yeah. 24 years old, and I got the centerfold before <laughs> Foose got it. So yeah, so we're cool. that's we're not shy cool. to compete. Yeah, no, no. bring it on. Yeah, and how do you like these hot rods over here, man? Oh, I love it. This is like, I get here, what, 4 o'clock in the morning most of the days, and it's like, I get here because I love what I do. I get here, I work on my stuff a little bit, and I work on customer stuff in the mornings, and I get here, and I just get to concentrate on what I do, and it's like, to me, it's like, it's not work. I come here, and I do what I love, and I go home at the end of the day, and I just do it every day. There's some days I'm here six or seven days a week, 
And, I mean, Brady's the same way. He's here all the time, too. He's here almost just as early as I am. And we're just... And that just shows the proof of the dedication. Yeah. yeah. Nobody shows up to a job three, four hours before the doors even open. Right. Because uh, they don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hate it here. I'm going to show up four hours early just because. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... And we were talking on one of the shows earlier, how, you know, years ago, you, you rented on your car in your garage back with basically holding together with duct tape and shit, you know? Yeah. But it's what you love to do. So whenever right. you weren't working, you worked some shitty job to get a few bucks together to try to build, you know, to buy some part that, you know, or you fabricate yeah. something to, to build it and then just metastasize for you guys and, yeah. uh, into something like that, Murphy, yeah. into the shop and to do all this. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. I was working at a speed shop when I was 16 years old, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Yeah, these boys just have so much passion, you know, and, and like you can hear the dedication and like the commitment and then like this car, we're talking about this Hudson, man, like you can just see and feel the energy and the vibe that's coming out of this car. And it comes from the passion of everybody here, these these boys in the shop. And man, you know, so Murphos, like, I guess like what do you what like compared to where you've been in the past, dude, like how do you contrast this job versus other places you've been? Trying to find the best way to put this. <laughs> <laughs> the good news, this is not a PG show. You can say Okay, so I'm going to put this the best way I can. Literate, tater chip. As, as much <laughs> as Brady had said earlier about giving Murph props, about letting him give the guidance to his vision and, right. and guiding the builds, I appreciate Murph trusting us and allowing us to have the freedom to put our input Definitely into these builds, which I have not had at some previous places that I've worked. They were where it's only one way and it's their way as Correct. opposed to you putting your two cents in. Oh, hey, man, yeah. let me try that. And yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. yeah. Murph trusts us and allows us to interject and, and give our two cents worth. And I think that everybody here has their strengths and we come together collective as a team. And we come up with the best product for the customer. And right. that's that's what it's all about. As you say, at the end of the day, that's really is what it's all about. You, sure. you know, there's never there's never just one way. You know, yeah. yeah, that's what's always good. It's like I'll think of something and Murphy goes, Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. But as you think about this, it's something I never thought of. Well, and know, we do it all the time with right. each other. Yeah. It's like, hey man, I want your input on this. And he'll do the same thing to me. And we do it all the time with each other. And we do it there, all the guys in the shop too. Right. Right. Hey, we, you know, we come to, we come together collective as a group and we try to get the best solution and there might be three or four and then we pick the best one right. out of the group of them. And, and then that's you got the baddest, when it's done, you got the baddest car out there. And, every, sure. and everyone's happy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because it, exactly. it's, it's collective. Right? And, not and only you're is dumb it, if you don't do yeah, that. Yeah. Not only is it best for us, but it's also best for our customer mm-hmm. too. Right. It also goes to show how Murph is, you know, to, to, for trusting us, yeah, you know, because he knows we're not going to, you know, do anything that's going to hurt him. And his vision is, you know, realized and, and allowing us to be a part of it. You know, it's, it's just pretty awesome. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest thing really is that um, it is a team, you know, and these these cars that we're putting out are the fruit of the labor of all of us combined, you know. And I think that as a boss, I, I think it's really important to not rule with an iron fist or try and be some type of a dictator that has some type of an attitude about like who's right and what's best, you know, because the talent here that comes, you know, I, I, I listen to these boys and right. what they bring to me is steadfast, like on point, like it's, 
it's how we get there. Like we do this shit together. And I don't think I say no a lot. I think no. we're pretty good about putting putting the Well that's why putting, that's another reason why the cars that well the cars and the hot rods that come out of here are so special because everybody has their input. And well, it, it, it's like me, I'm I'm the most guilty about this. I think like I get attached. I get attached to these cars <laughs> yeah, and like I, I get to the point where I don't even care about the owner. I want what's best for the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and I will fight tooth and nail to get what's best for the car. Right. And that's that's my whole deal, man, because I get attached to each one of them and I I try to build them like they're mine. Right. And I want it to be the best thing that I could build. But really, if if a guy has a car and you take it to a shop to have it done. That's really what you want. I want you to assume ownership sure. if it's my ride because right. you're going to do exactly the best thing for it. So at the end of the day, when I show up, I go, holy shit, that's completely not what I was thinking, but that is so rad. That, right. You know, yeah. So much more because I'm more, most people don't have, everybody has an idea, but the artistic side to right. actually make it tangible isn't there. But at the same time too, I also realize that these cars are also an extension of somebody's personality and right. I want yeah. their input. You yeah, know, definitely. I think they need to have their input. Now they might need a little steerage once in a while, <laughs> but you know, the customer is not always right, but the customer should have their input. Sure. And, and I want them to give, I want them to get, what they want, but I want them to also have the best, the safest, and you know the nicest product they can get. And, that, and that's what, that's basically what we're getting to. Is at the end of the day, the product when it's done and roll it out, sure. rolling out that garage is the baddest thing in the land. Right. Like when you stop and think, oh, man, there's nothing else I can do to make that thing any cooler or better, you know, or whatever it is. And when they, I can only imagine when owners see that thing, they're just flipping out, like you know. Oh yeah. You, you know, and that's really kind of like facilitating people's dreams but like we just don't cut corners you know every step of the way we run into something and it's like mm, it could be nicer and that's where we're pushing that's where we're going is to try and like Waylon said Chris reiterated like to build the nicest cars that we can put out absolutely and um and we're getting there dude like we've got some shit coming out that's on point yeah so we're happy to share these cars with everybody, stay tuned. And the upcoming feature soon will be this 29 Hudson that we had a chance to talk about. We'll be looking at other cars we're doing here in our tech articles. We'll be getting a chance to talk to these boys again. And hopefully we get a chance to talk to some other boys from the shop. And, man, you know, um, we just thank everybody for checking us out, supporting us, helping us keep print media alive. And uh, we, we just thank our lucky stars that this is what we get to do. Exactly. I'm glad you just brought it up again. Everybody out there, one of the big things we started this broadcast is, well, obviously in conjunction with the magazines, Old School Rods and Car Culture Deluxe magazines is keep print media alive, man. We were talking to Chris and Waylon here and, and Waylon having, he has a, a stack full of magazines here where his gear, his bikes or his cars are in these magazines. And that's, man, then they go back damn near 20 years, which right. is fantastic. And that's what we're trying to do. But everybody, to have to, you know, if, if you're going to build a car or a bike or a boat or a house or whatever it is, you want that thing somewhere to where you can keep forever. And print media is how you do it. So one of the biggest things about our custom culture broadcast is pushing print media. Keep it alive. Wailing, you miss your old boss? Yeah. No. <laughs> Hot rods. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, Wayland, if people want to get a hold of you or to see your bikes and your cars that are in magazines, mm -hmm. how would they do that with social media or whatever you got? It's, it's uh, my Instagram is Wayland, which is W-A-Y-L-O-N underscore Keaton, K-E-E-T-O-N. Uh, that's my Instagram. And I'm always posting stuff of builds we got going on here in the shop or just crazy stuff I'm doing. Because like even Brady said earlier, he's a firefighter or was a firefighter and I'm I'm still a firefighter. So it's like I'm posting stuff of that. Just stuff that happens in my life. Right on. There are some amazing videos out there of some crazy burnouts, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> donuts. <laughs> donuts galore. There we yeah. go. Well, cool. Well, thank you once again, guys. That is uh, Waylon, W-A-Y-L-O-N underscore Keaton, right? Yep. K-E-T-O-N. Yep. And it's Instagram. And Instagram. And Instagram. All right, y'all. Anyway, once again, uh, thank you for tuning in to our Custom Culture Rodcast, brought to you by Old School Rods and Car Culture Deluxe Magazines. Talk to you soon. Bye. Tune in to Custom Culture Rodcast, brought to you by Car Culture Deluxe and Old School Rods Magazines.